PayPal radio page or, or, or post whatever you got to do to get to get it done. Even if you want your post approved for a GoFundMe page onto our page, we will approve it. Just let us know. And uh, I just wanted to also give a special shout out to a few members in our local that I know of for sure. Uh, Justin Barrett and one of our members, Dennis Lewis, who lost a child. And we want to say our hearts and prayers go out to you guys. I mean, it's a it's tough times. I believe they both, uh, Jamie, if you want to chime in here, are they both running some type of GoFundMe pages at the moment? No, Dennis Lewis has a GoFundMe page up. Um, I put it in the local 804 Teamster Facebook group. Um, I believe his daughter is running that page, and I'm not sure about Justin Barrett. I think we will have to contact Paul Ramos. I think he's the one that put that post up about him. Okay. All right, so we're going to have a quick moment of silence just for all the people that have been affected and all the people that are no longer with us. Thank you all very much. All right. So, everyone, how are you guys all doing today in the chat room? I see we got a lot of people listening in already. That's very, 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 very nice. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all for joining us. Hey, we had Katie, Katie Perry, right? I see that. Yeah, Katie Perry jumped in here and was like, oh, my God, what's happening? <laughs> this, I guess she was listening to one of our previous shows and nobody was speaking to her. And apparently the real Barack Obama. Um, well, thank you both for joining the, the chat at one point. I mean, I don't think they can hear us now. But, is, he uh, coming, is he coming to help us get out of this pandemic? Oh, please help us, please. What, what the heck? <laughs> and Katie Perry, uh, you know, listen. Give me a call. I'll be more than happy to get you on our show. You know? Uh, wow, Katy Perry. That's, that's, that's crazy. Um, okay, so, uh, guys, today is April 26th, and um, there's a lot going on around our local. There's a lot going on across the country. Um, we got a couple of new... Uh, that we'll talk about a little later, about the new inductees into Sean O'Brien's IBT slate. Uh, we also got a lot of chatter going on, apparently, in our Facebook uh, pages about uh, certain goings-ons. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I would just uh, like to tell all the members, you know, um, a lot of times it's possible that there are members out there that have, uh, I would say, uh, a personal agendas and a lot of times yeah i know i know uh yeah that they deserve it let's do it again it, it's 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 listen it, it happens everywhere it doesn't matter whether it's a uh it's a, a presidential election for the president of the united states or whether it's an election for the ibt election or whether it's on the local level you're always going to have people that are trying to discredit those that are sometimes actually doing the right thing in comparison to others that don't 
And what happens is they put out a lot of misinformation to try to sway the votes. And I just want everybody to be very, very aware of this misinformation that goes around and do your own homework. I mean, even when it comes to listening to me and Jamie, you know, me and Jamie aren't perfect. Are you perfect, Jamie? No, I'm not. Well, do, do you ever wait, make wait, wait, mistakes? Wait, wait. I am perfect. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Jamie. <laughs> but you still have to do your own homework. You have to do your homework not only about what the individuals are saying, but you have to do your homework about the individuals. And why are they saying what they're saying at that moment? You know, because you have to you have to take a, think about the past. In the past, things were going bad. No one or nobody said anything. And remember, things were going bad. Now that things are going somewhat in a positive direction, members are speaking, members are voicing concern. Grievances are getting paid. Things is happening. Things are happening. Now, and everybody's coming out with the negativity, so to speak. So sometimes you have to do your own due, due diligence and research. Why now? You know, are you for the members or are you for your own self? If you're for the members and things are going in a positive direction, let it continue to go in a positive direction. If you have issues, it's okay to have issues. But don't try to discredit what's going on or try to bash people for what's going on. It's going in a good direction. And people are joining together. And it's weird because I'll speak about my center. People are actually speaking up, speaking up. Before, or not even before, the last e-board, you couldn't speak up. Why? Because they were going to come after you. And that's what a lot of people were saying. If you spoke up, they were going to come after you. Management or, or, was going to come right, after correct. you. Correct. Or let the company come Management after you. They will let you. There it goes. It, it was ugly stuff going on. So that's, that's it. There was ugly stuff going on. <laughs> and um, a lot of people were, you know, I mean, at, at, they were scared. People were actually scared to put in grievances. I mean, anytime you did something, you had to worry about retaliation. There was literally no defense. And uh, it got people disheartened, and people wouldn't put in the grievances. And it was just basically a halt on the fight against the company. We are dealing with a whole new era now. We've had a year of a strong executive board, uh, regardless of what you've heard. This is coming from actual members that have been here a long time. Jamie, how many years do you have with the company now? I have 17. 17 years for Jamie Haynes. I, my, myself, have 26 years. We have seen a lot over the time that we've had with the company, and I could tell you on our good word, these guys are doing an outstanding job. And if you don't believe it, talk to the other members around the local that are veterans that have had the time. You know, I'm sure there's a few mixed opinions out there, but I would tell you that the people that do have mixed opinions probably have their own agenda and are also trying to sway votes. But again, do your own homework and pay attention to the people that are actually advocating, that are fighting, that are in the in the trenches themselves and always willing to to go that extra mile for you, to go that extra mile for the members. Those are the ones that are going to keep it real with you. Okay? Now, I don't want to speak too much about that. I want to move right on to what's really going on in our local that has some importance. Well, can we can we touch on the, the DOT hours? Well, before we touch on the DOT hours, I want to give a special shout out to Miss Kimberly Schultz. 
Oh man, thank you, thank you for the t-shirt. Yes, Kim, we, kept her word. we received those t-shirts, and I promise you, I am going to put my t-shirt on, and Jamie's going to put his t-shirt on. We are going to take a picture together, and we are going to send it to you guys, so you and Jacqueline can have a picture of me and Jamie. I know I look a little better than him. I'm going to flex. You, you can so put that, it on your wall, yes. and look at me every night before you go to bed. You yeah. can, whoa, 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 dude! <laughs> we, you could actually cut him out of the picture and just put me up on the wall, and um, that we would appreciate that. And I want to give a shout out to you guys. The, shi- the uh, we will post the photos, and you could, and we could, de- you could definitely do that. Don't worry, we give you our full consent. And on top of that, these T-shirts look awesome. I mean, oh, I can't wait to take a... Hold on. Let me hold mine up right now. Just so that the members know, uh, these we're talking about Kimberly and Jacqueline. They started a a, a group for the, uh, the women of Teamsters. Teamster women that are advocating, that are out there, that are fighting the good fight. And um, hold on. We're about to take a picture right now. Hold that up. Hold that up, Jamie. Let, let, me, let me get the saying. Brothers, we hear you. Do you hear us? That is their Teamster saying. Sisters. Teamster sisters. That's right. Brothers, we hear you. Do you hear us? Teamster sisters. And it's a beautiful t-shirt, and I love it. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for sending that our way. Jamie, hold it up for that picture real quick, and we're going to put these on. We're just holding them up right now. We're going to take a quick picture on the radio show holding them up, and then we're going to put them on and actually take a picture with them on. But thank you, girls. Thank you, ladies. I'm sorry, ladies. Thank you so much for being advocates, for being tough, hardworking Teamsters, and uh, we appreciate you. Any mm. other ladies that want want a copy of that picture to put on your wall? Oh, boy. Just text us. Yeah. We're, we're here for you. And anyone looking for a good sexual <laughs> harassment lawyer, <laughs> uh, we, will, we will provide that also. <laughs> um, let's move on. Now, speaking of ladies, this is huge because the IBT election just announced Sean O'Brien at the SOB himself has just announced two female uh, ladies into the the uh, slate, which we were like, whoa. One of them, and one of our brothers listening now is by the name of Joe Doherty, uh, my fellow Irishman. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's my Irish brother from another mother. Uh, Joe Doherty, I was wondering, uh, is Lindsay Doherty maybe a relative? Her name is Lindsay Doherty. She comes out of local 399, and she has been offered the position. Uh, if she wins, she would be the Western Region Vice President at a local 399. So I found that very, very, you know, I was like, whoa, are they listening to our show today? Hear us talking about maybe they can get some strong, hardworking women advocates, especially since we had Kimberly and Jacqueline on last couple weeks ago. So... Um, hold on one second. Yeah. So there we go. And um, thank you so very much. Um, so also, <laughs> also. <laughs> Um, so also, there's another. Uh, What's the other lady's name? I believe she's from local 25. Am I right? That is correct. 
And her name is Joan Corey, Local 25 VP at Large. Uh, I believe Greg Kerwood might know who she is. Greg Kerwood, if you could uh, post anything or, or let us know if you know anything about. Uh, <laughs> Joe Doherty says, that's my auntie. Nope, just kidding. But that's my union blood and Doherty name. That's right. That's right. Uh, Kim, it's great to have women on the slate. Yes, yes, it is. So Greg says Joan Corey is awesome. Okay, well, good. Well, it's good to know. Uh, so those are the two uh, females uh, that were actually, you know, put onto the slate. Uh, I don't know much about them, so I suggest everybody do their homework. Greg is saying that well, that's a plus that they're there. Yeah, that that's a plus, especially if they're hardworking uh, union advocates. Lindsay Doherty, as I said, was local 399. She's going for Western Region Vice President. And um, we got Joan Corey at a local 25. She will be Vice President at large. Isn't that the same local Sean O'Brien is from? That is. I believe that's the local he comes out of, yes. And that's why I, why I was asking Greg Kerwood uh, about her, because he's also from that local, and he would know a little more than we do. So, yeah. so those are the two women. Now we also have Danny Avalon. He's from local 554 for the central region. Ooh, excuse me. Central region vice president. So I don't know if anybody knows much about Danny Avalon from local 554, but uh, that's central region. So let's see what's going on with that. But it's good to know that there's definitely people coming in from the west. Uh, another one that we have that's uh, Chris Griswold, local 986 for vice president at large. That's another person for us to uh, check out. And Oh, wait. Uh, Kim says, uh, Lindsay is a business agent and executive board member on the Los Angeles Labor Council. Oh, awesome. That is good to know. All right. Joan is a trustee and business agent. And Joan is a trustee and business agent. Wow. They, these, these, they hold some good positions of power at the moment, and that means they've been doing their due diligence. Well, as you know, you guys, we give you the names. You guys do the homework. I mean, these are the people that are that are now jumping onto the slate. Um, uh, I do believe that 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 some of them were probably uh, with Hoffa or 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 what's to, what happened. So, you know, do your homework because. Again, there's a lot of people running on the slate. Some people say a lot of them are officers. Some aren't officers. And you have to decide what you slate you think is best for you. Uh, everybody's got something to say. You know, you got negative. You got positive. It, it's up to you. You you decide in the end. But know that we do need a change. And right now, Oz is offering a, a pretty decent uh, slate full of people that I know some of them are... Are really stand up folks, not all of them, obviously, but you know uh, we can't we can't have i mean we could, but it's not happening. these are our options, so let's let's try to deal with what we can. I believe there's a phone call coming in. Hello, this is Union Power Radio, Tony speaking. Good afternoon. This is Chris Williamson, Vice President of Local 804. Hey, hey, hey Chris. Thank <laughs> you for calling. We got Chris on the phone. And Vice up, President Danny? of our Local 804. That's it. Yes, indeed. How's everything going? What's going on, V? Everything's going good. Y'all doing a good job with the radio show, putting out um, the right information, the truth, which is a good thing. Well, we appreciate you, Chris. We appreciate you calling in. 
Is there anything you would like to share with the members while you're on the line? Well, first thing, I want to give all respect to the shop stewards. Without the shop stewards, but this time, we wouldn't be able to do a lot of things. The shop stewards are helping out. They're doing an excellent job. They don't get the praise that they should get, but I want to, you know, me and the e-board want to say thank them because they do a, hard, a lot of work. A lot of people don't appreciate it, what we do. Thank you. I'm sure I speak for the other shop stewards when we all give you a big shout out and say thank you for, for that. Because, yeah, the, the shop stewards are right now, as you say, they're on the front lines and they are, they are, they are working admirably. And uh, especially at a time like this where we all have to do a lot of extra things that, that nobody would have expected in the past. And I, uh, know, I know, Chris. We're getting another call. Hold on. We have another call. You're on Union Power Radio, Tony and Jamie, your host, speaking. Hello, you're on Union Power Radio? Hello? Yeah. Uh, Sounds like Lawrence Grant. Yeah. Is that LG? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we can hear you. LG, so we have two BAs on the line. Well, we no, have, no, no, we have a VP and the BA. I mean, a VP. That's right. A, my, my, my fault. We have Chris Williamson and we have Lawrence Grant, and they're both... They're both from the inside. They're both inside employees yes. from Local 804 that represent the membership 100%. Uh, shout out to you guys for all that you guys have been doing, including with your, with your fellow uh, brothers on the slate. Um, uh, listen, you guys are, are out there, man. I can't, I can't say it anymore. Sorry, every, every, am, I to, am I allowed to take a drink while I'm on the radio? That's cool, right? I, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. As, as long as it's the Henny. You already know. So, so how, how is it? XO, XO, straight up XO. How is it going for the for the inside employees, like specifically, specifically. the part timers? How is it going out there for them? That's when you say how's it going. Like how are they? How are they being? I don't know which buildings y'all cover, but how are they being treated? How are they dealing with the pandemic? How is the morale amongst them? Right. Um. That's no different than any other day, but the you know just the whole thing with the pandemic on how it's going with you know insiders aren't treated the way drivers are, so it's a lot more fight and making sure they have what they need because a lot of them guys won't speak up. So if they walk in like you see our drivers for safety, you have y'all guys sitting there for when drivers come in handing out masks, gloves, sanitizers, so forth and so on. Right. It's not like that for the inside employees. The inside employees, you have to fight and argue. Like, I walked into one of my buildings the other day, which is the Mount Vernon inside the inside part of the building, and I seen one of the guys on the belt, and I said to him, damn, what's up with the mask? Your mask looks like it's about 10 days old. He was like, yeah, they haven't given me a new one. So I said to him, because I just had a mind, I just had a conversation with a supervisor, the full-time supervisor prior to that, and he said, oh, I'm making sure everybody get masks. I'm asking everybody when they come in. And then I run into this number, and he says this to me. So just so happened, the supervisor was walking by. I said, yeah, I'm going to step away, ask him for a mask, just so I can hear what he's going to say. So I step away. The guy asked the supervisor for a mask. He said, oh, you got to give me a minute. I'll see what I can do. So immediately I jumped in, like, what do you mean to see what you, gonna, you can do? This gentleman asked for a mask. You told to stop what you're doing unless you have an emergency going on and go get the gentleman a mask because he should have had it when he first walked in. Oh, but he has one on. But look at the mask he has on. 
One is not a non-five master, which I know we don't have to have, but the master was filthy. When I say filthy, it was like... Like he's been using it a I month. Exactly. And and then I pulled the folks, the, so the folks I'm so over that I'm having. I said, you just, we just had a conversation and you told me you're making sure everybody has one. But yet, I just watched the supervisor tell a guy, oh, you have to give me a minute. I can see what I can do. But you told me you have masks. I said... What's going on? We need to make sure every member, as they walk in the facility, the supervisor should be asking, "Do you need a mask?" I'm, I'm not mask? sure how it, how it is in in y'all in that building, but in our building, we have a safety committee for the for the inside employees, and we have a safety committee for the drivers. Is that the same as in your building? That particular building is not inside safety. Oh. Yeah, so that building is not inside safety committee. Yeah, I mean, I wish it was. But it's not. Because I, I know, like, in, in our building, and then we have the, the nighttime employees. I put stuff in a bag, and I put in a certain area that they will know when they come in where to go at, so that way they can have their own mask and gloves or whatever. So I guess I guess that might be something that you, yeah, they might want to do in that building. If there's a safety committee for that for the drivers or whatever, put it in a bag or something and leave it somewhere for the insiders that come in early in the morning and then that way they can just pick it out themselves or something. Also, I made a suggestion at our building that maybe they should put out a sign in front of the building saying anyone upon entering should have a face covering and then have, since we have like a room where all the drivers end up going to in the morning to get their, uh, any PPE, like their, uh, they get their gloves, their mask and everything. I was going to say have at least one member out by the door so that anybody who doesn't have a mask coming in can get one right away. These are things that we can do to help ourselves because I noticed I, I have seen some supervisors that we've had to put uh you know uh we had to put them on blast to make sure they do put their mask on um but at the same time there are members doing it there are members that don't want to walk around with their mask or well, don't, well, I, or don't well, or, I, I am one or I'm not i'm not i'm not gonna put me personally i'm not putting on a mask unless it's mandatory it, it is me. mandatory have, though it's not mandatory that we walk in, that we have to have the mask on in the building if they put, if they say it's mandatory that I have to have Jamie, it, on, it I, is I, mandatory. I, I, right now, I the government. So if it's mandatory, Jamie. I will wear it. I, I just. Jamie, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I hear it differently. It's man, I'm sorry, Chris. It's mandatory if we cannot practice social distance. That is correct. If we're in an in, 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 inclined place where it isn't possible for us to do social distancing, mm-hmm. then Absolutely. yes, we should ha- it's mandatory to have a mask. Absolutely. But if we're somewhere where we can do mm-hmm. social distancing, we do not have to wear a mask. Okay, then I'll, Jamie, I'll, I'll definitely wear Jamie, it then. Yes, I'm listening, Chris. Let me say mm-hmm. one thing. Jamie, you got me worried. I'm here sitting uh, about That's five feet from you, man. Wait, 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 wait. The fuck? <laughs> Just like the costumes are important, Mm-hmm. Our brothers and sisters are also important. Right. So we need to protect one another inside and outside the warehouse. All right. What I'm seeing is some right now some people getting relaxed. This this COVID nineteen does not discriminate. Right. They don't care what color you are, what religion, what race, how much money you make, right, and what age, how much money you make. So to protect one another, we all. Management and 804 and even they, they outside contractors need to wear masks so we can protect every one of us. Right. So, yes, on the inside, it is important you wear masks too, 
No one has the right not to wear a mask to to make somebody else or come encounter with somebody and they get sick because they don't want to wear a mask. You might not think you have it, but it's unfair. So what I tell everybody is let's all be safe and we're not to protect all our families. Because one thing we don't want to do is take this home to our loved ones. A lot of people are caring for elderly parents, and we know it's affecting the elderly people more than anything. So we need to be safe, practice safe. If you see a supervisor, it doesn't matter if you're a steward, a business agent, or just an hourly. You have the right, and it should be your responsibility to let that person know that they should put on that mask for everybody's safety. Good point. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and we have to continue to, you know, educate the members because at the end of the day, you know, we can't fight. We're, we're, we're asking the executive board and our safety committees to keep everybody wearing their mask and use their PPE equipment. But how are we supposed to fight and tell the supervisors and everybody else to wear their mask if you got members that aren't doing it? So we all have to be on the same page. You know, we all have to be reading the same book, opening up to the same page so we can all be on that same page. This way there will be no discrepancy. Everybody that's working in our facility at the end of the day should have a mask on. There is no reason not to. We are in an area where there are lots of employees. There are hundreds and hundreds of employees around one another at the time. They're trying to make, uh, in our building, they're, uh, they're putting up tape in certain areas, to, uh, especially when picking routes, so that guys can at least try to keep six feet apart in the areas where they're actually picking up the PPE. They're, uh, they're also taped down on the floor to keep guys on line six feet apart. Our, I, have to, I have to commend, especially on Forster Avenue, I don't, I don't know about the safety committees and all the other buildings, but at Forster Avenue, as soon as you walk in, you got about a good six, seven members all six foot apart from each other at from the from a little further from the entrance going towards the area where the guys are picking up their PPE equipment and they're uh, they're telling everybody to go around to get their equipment as they go out to their routes and and it's working really good and these members every morning they're out there I see them every morning with their mask on telling guys where to go if you haven't got your equipment go around the corner go get it they got guys all the way up to the end of the line where they're actually getting their equipment and then sending them back around to go their routes they so, stop so the page that we're going to be on for now on is everybody in the buildings have to wear a mask. Absolutely. And as a driver on the route, you want to have your mask on as well because you are coming into contact with customers that may have the virus. So, you, I mean, if you're in the truck by yourself, that's fine. If you're uncomfortable, that's that's great. But when you're getting out of your vehicle, Jamie, and you're making a delivery, you want to have that mask on because you don't know what awaits you at the end of that delivery. Well, I'm not going to get into COVID-19 because we have our, everybody has their own beliefs about what this pandemic really is. So I'm not going to get into that. Uh oh, I believe we're getting another call. Get into that. We're getting another call. Uh, it's, your, it's your boy, Doherty. Hey, Joe Doherty. What's going on there? Conor McGregor's little brother. <laughs> that's me. That's me. <laughs> I just, um, first of all, I wanted to, I wanted to thank, you know, Lawrence and, and our VP for all the things they've done. Um, They're still on the phone, by the way. They hear you, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know. So I just wanted to thank thank those guys. One thing I did want to bring up that I found to be um, to be a problem is the Tuesday through Saturday guys. 
on Saturday, like Monday through Friday, there's fresh masks, there's fresh gloves, there's there's hand sanitizer. I know exactly where you're going because we have that same issue. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but on Saturday, like this this Saturday, I asked my shop steward if I could come in and make sure that everyone has masks and gloves. And guess where the masks and gloves are? They're locked, they're locked in my up. centers. They're locked up. Everything's locked up. So the problem is you have what building is that? This is Uniondale. This is Uniondale. But so the problem is nobody. I hear your concern. I will address that first thing Monday morning with labor because it should not be locked up. It should be I appreciate that. Day. Well, I'm not. I'm, well, I, well. Let me let me let me say this, Chris. As far as being locked up, if if you leave it out, people are going to take unnecessary oh, amounts of stuff and then you're not going to have anything they're just going to take it for themselves so that's why yeah, that's why it has to be locked up but there is there should be someone that's working on Saturday that is willing to pass the stuff out 100% so yeah to whereas they know how to get that they know how to get that particular room open or whatever area yeah they should they should be there exactly. to do it. And oh my God, do we got another? We had that same issue in Forsterville, but one of the, the shop stewards for the preload or the inside, he works on Saturday. Yeah. So he's there to get to hand it out if they need the if if they need the stuff. So. And and don't get me wrong, when I when I did when I went into the office and I said, hey, listen, I need masks, I need gloves. The office was open straight away, so I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say there was any problems. But it's one of those things where I understand that the safety committee and the shop stewards, they're off on Saturday and Sunday, which they deserve to be. But at the same time, it was one of those things where, you know. All right. Hold on one second, Joe. We're getting another call. I believe LG got taken out and we're going to get him back in here. LG, if that's you, we're getting a lot of feedback from your phone. Um, just mute it for now. And if you want to say something, then unmute it. So this way we could have an easy conversation because you're getting some serious feedback in on your line. Thank you, brother. Mr. Eric? No, uh, no, no, not now. Now we're good. All right, so, beautiful. So, so, so as far as I'm not sure which, which buildings you handle them, Chris, as far as the, the inside workers, the inside workers over there, how are they handling everything dealing with this pandemic? I handle Nashville and Nassau, two hubs. Okay. Um, Nashville, Twilight, and Frito, and Nassau, Twilight. Um, it, it, it's just like the drivers. A lot of people are scared. No one knows what, what, what we're looking ahead to. Everybody's worried about taking something home to their families. Um, but at first, it was hard to get masks, especially for the insiders. And I did have a problem with, with the company because at first they said that it was for the drivers. My point is, no, we are all 804. So it should be for everybody. So now they're giving it out to everybody. They got hand sanitizers. Um, for any building out there that's not getting it, just reach out to your business agent and let them look into it because it could be a simple simple thing. Like you said, Jamie, on Saturday, the safety committee is not there. So maybe we need to get some idea Saturday to open it up so they can get the supplies. And you're right. Certain things need to be locked up because, you know, when you just leave things out, some people don't know how to be conservative and just take what they need. They take extra. But... We're gonna get through this thing if everybody just works together. But what about you know you know what about the night guys? Because I know even with the night the night employees over here, 
I like I said, I, I put stuff in a bag and then I carry it with me and when I come back I give it to them. What about an oil building? I know there's there's clerks, there's porters, there's well, at Foster Avenue, I sometimes will just come in early and, and grab a bunch of stuff, and the, and, uh, the safety uh, members there will give me a little, what I call a care package. Okay. <laughs> I tell them, can you set me up a little care package for the guys at night? We're running low. And they usually give me a couple of things. and Because um, everybody forgets about them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, listen, I get that the drivers, uh, they do get some priority because they are out there and there's a lot more of them. But uh, we do, too. We're in the buildings. We're dealing with the drivers as they're coming back to the building right. the porters and the car washes are dealing directly with the with, with the with the filth of the job and again we spoke about this last week gentlemen please we had a member it's so disrespectful they actually peed in the bottle that they were filling up with uh with the Clorox bleach yeah, so I've they can the wipe down the there. truck i mean why would why? you why are you being nasty i mean it's just so nasty like I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I, if you got to take a piss, for Christ's sake, I mean, I know you got to use a bottle sometimes, but why would you do it in a bottle that you're, if, if usually these bottles, they're being returned, and then you get another one in return. So you turn it in so they can fill it up for somebody else. Now who's going to use that bottle now that you peed in it? You know, if you got to pee in a bottle, pee in your own bottle, and then throw it out. Don't leave it in the truck. It's disgusting, man. I'm, I mean, I get sad that I actually have to talk about this, like, every week. It is ridiculous. There is no reason for you to be so blatantly disrespectful. It, it makes no sense. And if we're going to preach uh, safety and cleanliness and, and trying to be smart about the COVID-19 and trying to protect one another, you can't be peeing in bottles and leaving it in the truck. That's What, what kind of precedent does that send to the other members, especially the guy who's doing the route the next day to has to see that bottle? Knowing that, you know, or the safety personnel that gets the bottles that, that is shown a picture of the bottle saying, well, you gave this to a guy and look what he did. I also had a member come in one day and, and I just was lucky enough that I was in early that day. And the member comes in and asks for something and uh, he gets he wanted a hand sanitizer and he was asking for a special aloe vera one and it wasn't available all they had was the regular one and he took the gloves he took the, a, a towel he took you know to they give them the towels to wipe down the trucks and stuff and and he took the 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 hand sanitizer as he walks away he throws away the glove and throws away the towel and the mask and keeps the sanitizer what the what the what the fuck are you doing straight up what are you doing if you're not going to use it leave it there for someone else take the hand sanitizer walk away you know everybody's trying so hard to work with one another and to try to do things the right way and you do have members that they just they're not showing the same type of uh you know, care that everyone else is like we're preaching and guys are for, for the people that it has hit home for already people that have had to been put on the quarantine people that have tested positive people that have had a family member that they needed to quarantine the people that have lost a loved one. They're taking it seriously because it hit home for those that haven't and and haven't experienced any of that yet. The younger members who think that they're uh, super strong and have nothing to worry about. You're so fuck everybody else. Yeah. You are. I mean, come on. You have to have respect for your fellow man you and woman. Yourself. You have to have respect for the members. You, it, If you don't feel that way, that's fine. But at least... 
try to show everyone else that same kind of respect. Yeah, maybe you're young, you don't have a wife, you don't have kids at home. It, it doesn't matter. Have respect for the guy next to you that does have a wife, you that does so have children dumb. at home, that's so caring dumb. for an elderly, elderly person. Have some respect. Have some you respect so for them. Dumb. Have some you respect so for dumb. yourself. Damn. You're all a bunch of and fucking respect, assholes. Especially, Anthony, right now when they're not disciplining for attendance, we had a guy come in, get tested, not tell anyone, come into work, and that day test positive. Like, what are you doing? You are so dumb. You are so dumb. Yes. Damn. Well, I thought that was a recording. <laughs> I'm trying to play with these buttons here. I'm trying to figure it out. Yo, Joe, I forgot. I don't know. I don't know them all. I thought that was a recording. <laughs> well, uh, since we still have Chris and, and Lawrence on the phone, yes. I had a, well, I think you asked the question earlier, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to address it with them. With the over 70, I know... I know in a in a book, I guess in a contract, yeah. over it's, sixty it's, into over 70. sixty, yeah, into seventy. Does that pertain to the part timers that you know they work over sixty hours because they they go out as being helpers or or the clerks or the the porters if they nah, work over sixty? I'm gonna, answer, does that? I'm gonna answer that question. That's only for the drivers, but mm-hmm. that shows you how the insiders did not get their their hand in the last contract. Um, I think that when you make something for one set, you should make it for all. Oh, right. Uh, just for the drivers that get that, I think that should be for the preloaders. It should be for the porters. It should have been universal, yeah. And whatnot. So we know down the road what we have to do. We have to get the right people in the right place to make decisions that protect everybody as a whole. Right. I just want... And I want to remind people that that comes down from the IBT. And our local union, right, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't necessarily agree with with this pushing to a 70-hour work week or, you know, or anything that happened there was uh, put on by the IBT and the we company. We agree on that because, as you hear Vinny first, one union, but the most important thing is we are family first. Correct. And when you start on over 60 hours as a driver, sometimes it's unsafe. That's so correct. we believe in safety first. You know what I'm saying? We didn't agree with it. It was pushed down by the IBT. But even when we heard about it, um, I was on the, on the contract committee. I know Kamal was, Bill Grow was. We disagreed with it because we thought if you're gonna give one one group of people double time, then you should give it to all of them. We are all important. There's no group that's not. Everybody's important. When you come to the drivers, you have the feeders, you have the insiders that have to get up 4 o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock in the morning. They're traveling two hours by train. You got the porters, you got the car washers. So all of us as a whole make up UPS. So we should all benefit the same way. So, so, so can some. Hold on, let me just speak on this over 70. My issue with this whole over 70, which goes shows to the company, we're already putting our members out there in harm's way. Why are we working guys over 40 hours? The 40 hours that they're out there already, don't get me out here because some of these guys love the overtime. But we already put them in harm's way by putting them out there as it is. Now you want people to be out there extra 20 plus hours? Yeah, and then but you're talking about when do it's not about the dollar no more. Yeah. When do the company say it's not about the dollar no more? We have to worry about the members' health. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, thank you for the double time, but no thank you. That's blood money. We're trying to keep our families and ourselves safe. And 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 again, uh, uh, the safety issue of it, you know, you know, like you say, those those guys are out there. They're fatigued. It makes them more susceptible to the virus because their bodies are tired. They're not getting enough sleep. They're waking up the next day bright and early to start all over again. Their immune systems are being weakened, and again, they're more susceptible to the virus. And this is why it's important. The cleanliness end of it is important. And another thing, besides the piss bottles and a lot of buildings uh, members are noticing and I was speaking to Johnny Santiago about it they're throwing their mask on the ground, porters are cleaning up masks, porters are cleaning up gloves, porters are cleaning up uh, removing piss bottles I mean come on, it makes no sense, guys this equipment is being given, picking up old food I need somebody to answer this one question go ahead LG because I have a commercial license and for the life of me, I read the commercial license throughout the year, from month, from January to October. And we, if a driver goes over sixty, they being penalized and in the office for. Right, that is correct. Because it's a DOT, because it's a DOT violation. Right. How can the company say, "Oh, because it benefits us, we can work in seventy hours," and it's no longer a DOT violation? Yeah. How is that possible? Help me understand that for the life of me. I can't understand that. Well, they're 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 taking the language that was put in the national master agreement only for peak season and they're using that as uh, an emergency protocol to put that into effect now, which doesn't make any sense. As a matter of fact, the president's wife herself, if anybody knows the, the VP's wife, she's a very well-versed. She's also a very strong union advocate, our, our first lady. She actually put up the post on our page. Um, put up the the, 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 con- actual, the actual contract con- on the national master agreement. But if you read it, it does have something. It has something for act of God and emergencies. So yes, and and some I believe something if it stops the progress or from them making their commitments or whatever, something like that. So what, what that's the, what they're using. The yeah, that's that's what they're doing. And like I you said, Lawrence. I get what you're saying. Right. I get that part. But he's speaking about the DOT part. Right. Yeah, how can they dictate that it's not a DOT violation anymore? Because they say it's an emergency condition or because it's peak season. Because I but think yeah, I think they're saying a discipline for it any other time. Right. I think you're you're one hundred percent right. And that that's something that I don't understand because it's like they go back and forth because it's one minute was six or seven day operation. The next thing was seven or eight day operation. So it's like they change it. I agree with you. I Soon will be you, a twenty four oh seven operation. I mean, it's ridiculous. But if anybody's interested in looking <laughs> under the National Master Agreement, Article twenty six, Section five, it states DOT hours of service, and it speaks about the 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 peak season hours that that they do run from what January fifteenth to uh, I mean. Uh, uh, October 15th to January 15th is it that they are apparently allowed to do up to 70 just in those months and then now oh because there's an emergency and we need it and they're asking drivers and, and Vinny puts it best in one of his posts 
They're asking guys to work their vacations. They're asking guys to come in on Saturdays. It seems as though now they're going to switch the Tuesday through Saturday guys, Monday through Friday, like they did during peak, and just make Saturday, Saturday uh, if anybody wants to. Right. right. So at, at what point do you guys say to yourselves, you know, enough is enough? As members, we have to be held accountable. We have to hold ourselves accountable. And one of the most important things that I think that was put out was the fact that if you are being overworked, and and we had an amazing conference call today. Uh, Again, thank you guys from the executive board for having the steward conference calls. These conference calls have, if, if anybody that's a steward has been a part of any of the conference calls that we've had so far, this is our second one. They're ro- they're working really well. About a hundred and maybe what was it, guys? A hundred and thirty, hundred and forty shop stewards uh, logging into this call. Kudos to all you guys who logged in. It's huge. Um, the executive board speaks. You have our president Vinny Perone talking about everything being nothing but transparent telling us every step of the way since this executive board has taken power every step of the way he has you been say transparent, transparent and yeah. communicating with Communi- the job stewards and I, the members I mean could you believe where it where did that come from I'm saying like it should just be natural right but these guys are doing it they're doing it they, they're the, the meetings even now that we can't have the meetings they're still setting up ways for us to communicate with one another which is again in unprecedented time just a great thing and I would have to say and not taking any shots at anybody, but maybe I am. I don't think the previous board would have uh, even considered doing something like this. I don't think they would have had the, the well, let's not even talk about it because that's a what if. Anyway, point being, uh, one of the uh, things that I saw that Vinny, uh, our president, had put on was actually a letter, a memo given by the IBT by Dennis Taylor himself. The 9.5. Right. So, Uh, I noticed a lot of guys were talking about overtime in the conference call and guys doing 200 stops. If you're doing 200 stops a day and you're coming into the building by 8, 9 o'clock, I would have to say to you, you're only going to be able to do that for so long before you run yourself into the ground. You could only run a horse so hard before it runs itself into the ground, and that's what you guys are doing. You need to take a time to relax, to let your body rest. And if you can get on the 9-5 list, this is up to you. You have the option to get on the 9-5 list and start putting in a grievance for every violation when they are working you past 9-5. Chris Williamson, um... As far as this letter goes from Dennis Taylor himself, so they are going to be holding the company accountable for the 9-5 at this point. Is that correct? Yes, that is true. Then he put, it out, put that out there. We got an uh, email from the IBT. The 9-5 is still in effect. I, I got a question. I have a question for for Chris or, or Lawrence. One of y'all can answer this. Um, let's, let's say I'm a Tuesday... Saturday guy and I came and I come in on Monday they asked me to come in and I come in on Monday so now I work from Monday to Friday I do 57 hours but Saturday is my regular day to work what are my options if I don't want to work past 60 or what, what, what do I do Am I still entitled to come in? You're entitled to take the day off. If you don't want to work past your 60, you're already at your 57 hours. So it's voluntary. So Saturday will be voluntary. 
It doesn't matter if Saturday is your regular day, you're still at the max allowed hours. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So anything over 60 hours would still be optional. So you can come in and work three hours and say, listen, I'm only working three hours and going home. I'm at 60 hours. I don't want to go over 60. Mm. Good question. Good question. All right. Thank you very much. Real quick, though, I'd like to read this letter from Thedos Taylor. The memo, it said, it has been brought to the division's attention by several local unions stating that labor managers are taking the position that 9-5s are not in effect due to the COVID-19 emergency conditions. Please be advised that all 9-5 protections afforded under the National Master Agreement are in full effect. If you have any questions regarding this matter, feel free to contact the package division. Thank you, Dennis Taylor. I mean, listen, I'm not a fan of Dennis Taylor, but damn, it's about time he did something right. It's about time those guys did something right because with all the overtime these poor guys are working and I see these guys going out with their trucks blasted. I mean, they're going out there. These guys are pulling 200 stops a day. They don't want to go out there with a helper because obviously that feels unsafe. And to the drivers that are going out with a helper, you guys really should start considering your safety because that is not safe to having somebody right next to you. Do what you got to do. Work. Uh, you know, uh, uh, again, we're not telling anybody what to do. Just work the best you can. But at a certain point of the day, when that when you're going past into the 9-5 area and you're feeling tired and fatigued and you got work left, you call the company. You leave it You leave it up to them. Listen, I got this many left. What would you like me to do with it? Because I'm tired and I'm coming back. That's it. Well, I want to I say something. I know we're working a lot of hours. I know we have this COVID-19 thing going on. But with all of that, you still must remain safe. You still have to practice your safety, your safety stuff. You have to, when you park, you have to pull that handbrake up. Methods and procedures. Methods and procedures. You have to step down off the truck properly, put the package down, step down. You have to use your, your hand truck if you need it. Don't start carrying 90-pound boxes because you just want to get it. Oh, this, the door is right there. You still have to be safe. You know, we don't want no one to get injured. We don't want no one getting into an accident. You know, this is outside of the COVID-19, you know, because everybody seems like we're focusing on COVID-19 or a pandemic. You still have to, other precautions, you don't want you getting hurt because now if you get hurt, you go to the hospital or the doctor, you know, they got the COVID-19. You don't want to go. <laughs> so, you know, you still have to practice your safety. So that's that's something I wanted to say. All right, so um, what else do we got to, uh, now that we got these gentlemen on the line? So what, I, all right, well, now that, well, I know I, I, I overheard something about about OSHA not investigating the complaints that are coming or that are dealing with this COVID-19 or this pandemic. Is that true? I'm not sure. I know I overheard that somewhere or I read it, if I'm, co- if I'm correct. Yeah, is that uh, is that what we were hearing, uh, Mr. Williamson? Um, the fact that OSHA now is is not um, investigating every claim because they are getting such a huge yeah, volume they, of calls. They, they say they say unless um, it's the hospital and stuff, they're not coming to investigate no facilities. I say they never did any goddamn. Like <laughs> um, I agree with you. Would you like to speak on the uh, 
the important health update that was given out by, by Vinnie Perone and talking about the, UF, uh, the, the, the employees and the retirees, all the new information on the local804.org or www.local804fund.com because I know a lot of the members were having issue trying to get to our, our health and welfare and what's been going on there and what have you guys been doing to address the issue? Um, right now, and, and everybody got to understand that, you know, the health and welfare works for us, but we also have to worry about their safety, too. So we set up where most of them are working from home. Um, it, it is a little difficult because we've never done this before, people working from home. Um, if, like many said, though, if you're having a problem, you have a member having a problem with a bill or can't get through, Reach out to your business agent. We can get to them quicker than y'all can. Um, it's very important. That's why we didn't shut down the health and welfare because we understand people have to get their bills paid, and sometimes you got to verify that you're, um, you're a union member. So just reach out to your shop student and your business agent. They should be able to assist you. Okay. I have a question from a member. He's saying if there's a full-time helper and the full-time helper is laid off, is there any other work that can be afforded to the full-time helper so he can have some work? Because maybe the driver doesn't want to go on the road with him or whatever the case is. Is there anything that full-timer, that full-time helper can do besides being laid off? First, first thing, a full-time helper can't be laid off. A full timer. Okay. Um, they will have to afford him work on the inside. Oh, would that be involving clerk work, or you were talking like uh, offloading and unloading trucks? Offloading trucks. Okay. All right. Thank you. That's uh, for one of our members named uh, Hubbard. <laughs> I hope you got the answer you wanted, brother. <clears throat> well, that was a good question. That was a good question. Um, any other questions you got for these gentlemen, Jamie? Yeah, no. Well, well, somebody could speak as far as um. I know I've seen something on, on the website about for the retirees and the self-pay and the COBRA participants about they can start paying their their payments by ACH now. And I don't know if they if they seen that yet or heard about it. The update for that. So I, I guess Chris can let them know, or, or Lawrence can let one of them somebody know. It should be, if not set up, but it it should be close to. Where you can pay your um, your insurance online now, because sometimes the house you write and check out, getting the money order, and, and sometimes you just simply forget. It's easy to do it online, take it out your account. So that's something that this e-board looked into, and we're putting it in effect. It should be up, if not next week, soon. If a driver hits about fifty, this is coming from our brother. Our uh, our uh, our brother out in uh, in the Oyster Bay Center, Joe Doherty. Uh, if he works fifty seven hours by Friday and Saturday is his regular scheduled day, is he entitled to eight hours, or can he load a truck after he hits sixty instead of going on the road? I would say I would say if this is if if this is regular day, he should report to work. Let him know he's about to go over sixty hours. Okay. He has fifty seven, so he's eligible to. Drive three hours. So what they should do after that, have somebody drive the truck and just let him be a helper for the other um 
So he should become yeah. a helper, if, especially if they're using somebody from that, like a part time as a helper. He should be the helper. Yeah, if he wants to have them. I didn't understand you, Lawrence. I said if he wants it eight hours, mm-hmm. they have to afford it. Okay. So they will give him three hours of driving and then seven hours of helper work. Okay. Okay. That's not fair. You got that, Joe. All right. If cover drivers who are not on the 9-5 list because they only have a couple of years on, can they file a 9-5 grievance? That comes from Ray Mathers. But you can get on a 9-5 list at any time. Well, Uh, but that's the nine five list uh, does not appeal to twenty two fours, right? Is not, that correct? Not, I don't think the twenty two fours. The twenty two fours aren't allowed to go on nine five, right, LG? That is correct. Okay, so for but cover said, drivers, yes, but nine five guy uh twenty four twenty two fours, no. no. For right. cover drivers you can I, it's still open. I think I believe you can get on there at any time, but a lot of them came off because they were Joe Doherty, buddy, buddy with Joe, management, Joe, so they hold came on. off. Joe Doherty saying can't be on the list unless you have over four years seniority. You can't That's be the on the list contract. if you are a twenty two four. Okay. If you are not a twenty two four and you are a regular driver, you can go on the list. Okay. So I that was that was the whole that was, yeah, Joe Doherty, that was the old list. The old uh, right now, if you are in the union and you get into the union, you are an our cover driver, no matter how many years Joe, you have, Joe, you are Joe, entitled that, to the 9 Throw that, bo- that blue book away. Put it away. Yeah, read the red one, the maroon one, whatever <laughs> color it is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm not going to hit that button. I'm not going to do it. All right, hit it. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. There we go. Just for you. I got to figure out what these buttons are. <laughs> That's the only time you're hearing that. Okay, so well, I want to I want to I want to say something because I know that a lot of a lot of guys and gals are are going out. They're just going out on their own saying that they need to stay out, they're being quarantined, but nobody knows anything about it. You you have you have to contact contact your your um your shop steward. You have to contact your shop steward and or your BA and the company and let them know your reason for not coming to work or not being in. You have you have to let them know you just can't go out on your own. So that's that's something I I wanted to let everybody know that because I've been hearing or hearing a lot about that people just disappearing and then showing up after a whole month and nobody knows where they at or whatever. And so. Absolutely, and I want to give a shout out to a member. Uh, you guys know him by Henry Toaza. He put a post on our page, and I thought it was huge because he actually said uh, he had a situation and that he would be he will be quarantined, and he wanted to make everybody aware for the people that were around him and for anybody. If if you are a member and you know you're sick and you know the company has been uh, here and there, they've been saying maybe this one, maybe that one, but n- nothing's being said in stone, and they've been hiding a few cases. Uh, if you are a member and you have it, be vocal about it. Listen, guys, talk to your steward. Listen, I got it. And just so you know, I was that preloader came near me. Some of the drivers came around, and um, we were definitely, and we were definitely um, 
you know, and, and let them relay the information to your fellow brothers and sisters. So this way, everyone is safe. I thought that was a huge move, very courageous by uh, Henry Tawaz. I want to shout out him. I thought that was big. He's the first person that I think came out and vocally said something like that. And I feel that as a membership, we have to... We have to be self-proactive, uh, and we have to make sure that we let our brothers and sisters know when we are ill, when we are ill, so that this way we can go and make sure that the guys that were in our vicinity know that, that you know, hey, <laughs> there's a chance that it might have hit you too. So are we, are we going to do this for, for all the illnesses, or are we just going to keep it for this COVID-19? Because you have people that get sick with the flu. They don't say anything. You know, so should we be aware of that? Because the flu can kill you too now. Yeah, that, man. I I think I think that so anybody you, you who's sick, you, you don't even can't. know if you have the COVID. So if you're sick, just yeah. let the guys know. Just let them know. Just let them know because this way everybody should be aware of what's going on. And a shout out to you, Matthew. You know what I'm coming across? Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, I said, you, know what we're coming, you know what we're coming across a lot, and I'm only going to speak to this because um, it's a conversation that I had with a number one on the phone. He gave me a call the other day. And was like, oh, listen, you know, I'm giving you a call because I want you to know, and I don't want nobody else to know that I was tested positive for the COVID-19. Guys are looking at this as if it's a disease. Yeah. You know, and it, that's not what it is. It's something that anybody's prone to. There's not something you did wrong to catch this like you do with AIDS where you might not want people to know. Right. You know. We want to, you know, we have to be transparent and let people know because, you know, this is people that we was around. So that's like me. God forbid if I caught it today or tomorrow, you know, I don't, you know me, I'm in buildings. I'm speaking to numbers all day, every day. Why wouldn't I want to let these guys know? Because these guys got to go home to their families, to their kids, to their wives, to their mothers who are probably elderly, you know, just to give them a heads up. You did nothing wrong. And this is something we have to stress to them. You did nothing wrong to catch COVID-19. Absolutely. It's something that happened, yep. you know, but we have to put the word out there. Even if you don't want to, you want your name on it, but at least let that, like the way he called me and let me know that he had it. Right. I was able to, you know, talk to the president and let him know, listen, I got a guy. He doesn't want to be known here. He has, he has it. I go to the store. Listen, somebody in your area, X, Y, Z, just put, just put the info out there. You know, we don't have to let them know who it is, but at least if they let someone knows. But you see, you see how they portraying this disease, though, this this virus, though, right? They're portraying it like it is a disease, so everybody's very uptight or very afraid to say something because they feel people like you just said is going to start looking at them like, oh, stay away from me. I don't want to be around. It's going to be like and a it's, and it's happening. Believe it or not, it's happening because it I, 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 I see a lot of I I know some people that. Might have went out and then they came back, but they didn't go out for that. When they come back, no, it's like everybody won't. Nobody wants to be around them. So it's 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 it's, uh, it's a damn if you do, damn if you don't type of situation. Well, that's good though. That's good. They sh- they should keep their distance from whoever's got it or whatever. And and I'm sorry that the people that are getting it or have gotten it and, and are better feel that way. But it's just for but the safety of everybody else. But you don't know that these people have it. The other people they don't have it, and people are just staying away. Oh, if somebody says it's like if somebody says you have it, oh, that means you got it. Oh, I got to stay with now. Listen, now you're treated like listen, like you're nothing. Me- well, then, then, then that's so what it is. Listen, let me, just, let me just say something else. You know, it's so crazy in the mindset of how people are thinking when they know somebody has it. Right. It's really all up to how you carry and protect yourself. Because believe it or not, 
I know for a fact six people that has it that has it that I was in close contact with where I didn't have on gloves I didn't have on masks one of these guys he was in a very enclosed place in a fucking stairwell speaking and to this day I still haven't had any symptoms and these guys has all been cleared to come back to work thank god so it's really up to you you know yes thank god I didn't catch it but it's really all up to you and how you're protecting yourself how you're social distancing how you're doing the things that you need to do Continuously washing. Anybody that knows me, they swear they think I'm using the bathroom because every bathroom I walk past, I'm washing my hands. That just sounds crazy, but that's just how I feel that I need to do just to protect myself because the last thing I want to do is bring it home to the, to my family. But we have to be transparent and we have to try to get these guys and let them know that we have to be vocal about it. But like I said, only if you let one person know. Sometimes that's all you need to do is let that one person know. And just let them know you would like to be remain anonymous. Right. As but for, I'll tell you what, if I catch it, I'm gonna be on all over Facebook letting everybody know I have it because I can be contact with a lot of people. Right, right. All right. And and and, 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 and please I let you. us know because it, it might come through this mic, and I, I need to clean oh, my come face. On. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my man, my man LG, my man LG got that handy going. Ain't nothing hurting him when he got that handy in the system. Tell him LG, <laughs> that, that XO, that XO, that kill all, that kill all virus. If the president let me come to work drinking, I would. <laughs> this way, everybody would be safe. You know, that's that's what the president, uh, uh, POTUS, should be talking about. Not putting Clorox bleach in people's veins. But well, anyway, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if this can still go on. This is for the for the vice president. Um, I'm not sure. If, I know. I remember before when when I first met you, we used to do the breakfast meetings. When can we get that up and running? I don't know if you can do that now with with um the COVID nineteen and also being at your own office, but I, when when or can we elect somebody else to, to to start like to start to get it started once this is over, to, so that way we can get more members involved and and mainly um, mainly the insiders getting involved because I know you're an inside person. So I, I started the Breakfast Club meeting long long time ago. Because I felt that the information was not getting out there. A lot of part-timers did not have cars. So they were not able to get out there to Long Island and to the meetings. So we started having breakfast club meetings. And it grew. And it was very popular. Um, I would like to have it. But we still can have it simply at the union hall. The reason why I started having it at restaurants and I had to reach out to Chris Severo from Local 808. Because... At that time, Howie Reverend would not give me access to the to the union hall. Now we do. Vinny says anybody wants to have a meeting at the hall, we will open up the hall. Right. So well, he, he we can't do it right now. After it's over, we we can start having the breakfast club meetings once a month for people to come in and get educated. I think it will be better because now I will be there. You will have, I can get business agents, trustees, Vinny will be there. We're here to educate, assist, and help everybody. Could, could, could I ask you, can I ask you, being that I have you and Lawrence on there, the same way y'all had, y'all doing the, the conference call for the shop stewards, can y'all do a conference call for just the insiders? Absolutely. 
So that way, yes, we, so that way, yes, it'll be focused on stuff that is going on with them, their job, their position. I mean, anybody but else can I, join, but mainly but it's yeah, about their we, positions. Absolutely, we can absolutely get that started. So when, whenever you give, give me a little bit, give, give me a little bit of time. We sit down, me and Chris will sit down and um, put some stuff together, and we because it takes nothing to set up a conference call. But um, you know, we definitely want to get the opportunity to get it to members as well to let them know, you know, to call in. So that's something we could definitely definitely start doing. And and I noticed, I know that uh, the president on the conference call was talking about having a. A uh, th- that uh, Resiglione and some of the other guys were trying to get a feeder meeting together. I would like, uh, which would be great, get the feeder guys together and have, like, maybe you guys can do, I guess, a conference call with them. Also, on the inside level, like Jamie's talking about, having all the inside stewards on a conference call and having uh, all the uh, whatever inside employees we can get involved into a conference call so we can start educating these younger members and these inside employees who aren't getting, you know, right now it's so hard. We can't have parking lot meetings. We can't have, we can't even have good meetings in the building because of uh, social distancing so i think these conference calls are a a really big deal and it's the only way we can get our word out and i honestly feel that it's working very well the two calls that you guys have done were outstanding being able to ask questions get online for a question have your question answered and i think it's just a great way to go about things and keep the questions short and get to the question yes yes (laughs) we understand everybody wants to thank the executive board and then there are members praising other members and we appreciate that but you know there's a limited time on this and we could do all the praising in person and we could just get right to the questions so that 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 that's something that probably can be started to whereas I don't each I, I'm, I'm assuming each BA deals with certain branches of of the membership meaning some deal with part-timers some deal with drivers some deal with clerks some deal, so you can have a conference call for each one you can have one for the clerks only you can have one for the feeders you can have one for the insiders. You can have one for the porters, whatever. So that way, those calls will be focused on that pos- particular position and those particular issues. So that way, they won't feel like, oh, everything is just for the drivers, so to speak. Am I right? Yes. All right. Well, LG and Chris, I want to thank you guys for calling in. We're going to let you guys go now because we got a couple of other callers that we're going to be taking in for uh, a little financial advice over what's been going on with the financial crisis. Because I know a lot of guys are worried a little bit about what's been going on. We're going to have those guys come on for a little bit. I want to thank you guys for helping us out and answering many of the members questions. And we appreciate you guys. All right. All right. Thank, thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for calling. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I just say, I want to say thank y'all guys for keeping the what the heck's your life. Y'all doing an excellent job. But what's very important, and I listen from time to time, you keep it real. And that's the most important thing. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. All right, fellas, you have a good one. All right. You too. All right. Don't drink all that Henny either, man. Yeah, save me a shot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Do we have... uh, I'm trying to get a... If you guys know the brothers from Holiday Financial, we're trying to get them on the line as Joe Tedeschi and Jim Warner. These two guys are very helpful. Uh, Joe and Jim, are you guys on the line? 
Hey, Tony, you got Jim. How are you? Hey, Jim, what's up? How you doing, brother? How you uh, doing, Jim? Lo- long, long time, first time. Yeah. <laughs> long time listener, first time caller, Jim Warner. All right. Nice to, nice to hear. Uh, I just want you guys to know, again, this is Holiday Financial. These are the brothers from Holiday Financial. Uh, I believe Joe is probably calling in as we speak. Joe, is that you on the line? Hello, Rosario. Yes, sir. How are you, pal? It's Joe Tedeschi Holiday. How's everything? All right, brother. How you doing? Okay. As for you guys that don't know, this is Holiday Financial. These are the guys that have been having uh, nice seminars at our union Retirement hall. Retirement seminars. Retirement seminars, helping the guys with their uh, with their futures and preparing for retirement. And uh, if you guys on the line have any questions as far as, uh, you know, the future, I'm going to let these guys speak for a little bit, and then uh, they'll start to answer some of your questions on the line. So, Joe and Jim, what's been going on? How's uh, you guys holding up during this uh, COVID-19 uh problem that we're having thank god everybody is safe healthy and well i hope everyone on the other end is uh safe and well in the families and you know thank you guys for all your efforts uh delivering being out there on the front line not missing a beat so tip of the cap to you guys thank you brother how about you jim yeah everything's good guys thanks for checking in family's good you know hardest part is um you know working from home and having the having the kids here we have uh twin boys they're eight years old and they're trying to be homeschooled, and they get done their work by about 11, 11.30, and then, you know, the burden of entertaining them is on us for the rest of the day. So it's, uh, you know, be careful what you ask for sometimes, but it's all right. I'm going to give you but, a little uh, advice. It might be unorthodox, but I got a boys eight and nine. I actually bought them boxing gloves because the, the cabin fever has got them fighting a little bit. So I said, if, yeah. you, if you guys are going to fight, you're going to do it in front of me. You, did you hit that button on me, bro? How dare you? Uh, uh, so I got the boxing gloves. I put them in the middle of the living room. I made them go toe-to-toe. I, it's not for everybody. I understand it's a little unorthodox. But, but um, you know what? It's working. The last time they got into it... Listen, the last time they got into it, I said, you want me to go get the gloves? And they were like, no, Dad, we don't want to fight anymore. <laughs> we don't want to fight anymore. Yeah, and, uh, Tony, it, it accomplishes a couple of things. One, it's entertainment for us as parents. Yes, big time. It burns energy for the kids and then, you know, kills time at the same time. So and, a, uh, and a third thing, you never know, you might have a new welterweight or heavyweight champion on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting. We had a, um, you know, along that same theme, I had a member from um, the Flushing Center with package guy for Whitestone called in last week and he came to the seminar that you joined us with tony back in the, in the first half of the year okay and um he said one of the stories you guys told us that really stuck with me was how to lower my expenses and he goes you know i usually go to my package route in whitestone and you know, i get my morning coffee i buy my lunch on the on, from the guy on my route and i get my afternoon tea and the restaurants are closed and because i've been picking my own coffee and then packing my own lunch and all of a sudden i see my bank account starting to go up Thirty, forty dollars a week. Ever since the shutdown happened, and he said that's kind of what you guys been preaching is, you know, how can you lower your expenses, put more money in your pocket? And, and so it's kind of interesting. Where I know you asked us to talk about the financial crisis, but we always try and trying to find opportunities in crisis as well too. And here's a guy that took advice from a seminar of finding ways to lower his expenses, and then wanting to increase his four hundred one k, which he was excited about because as the market has come down a little bit, now he's able to buy more shares at a cheaper price which is just kind of like, he's a younger guy. He's about 40 years old. So people that are in that age bracket, you know, should be doing a little tap dance right now that are, when the market comes down, that aren't able to save because they're able to accumulate more shares and buy more stuff while it's on sale. So yeah. it's, um, you know, it's just kind of an interesting story where guys has come to the seminar, he got a piece of advice, he kind of ignored it, but now he's kind of 
with everything going on, he was kind of forced into a point where he had to accept the advice and, you know, buy his own or make his own coffee and make his own lunch. And he's seen the result of it. And he, you know, thought enough to reach out to us and saying, Hey, you know, the advice you gave me is working. It's good. And I'm starting to see the benefit in my, uh, in my bank account. I have a question. It's always really cool. You guys are just going to say Joe and I, you know, we're, we do get a, you know, we're good at what we do. And there's always a personal, I should say there's a professional satisfaction and appreciation, but it, um, it's always meaningful on the personal side too, knowing that, you know, we're helping make a positive difference in the members' lives. Awesome. I have a question for you. During this pandemic, and if you work for the company that we work for, we're still working. So when is a good time to start saving for retirement? <laughs> That's a silly question, Jamie. No, it's not. Not everybody should be saving regardless no. of pandemic or not, but go ahead, guys. Yeah, no, I think I was going to set it up. Joe, let me set it up for you. I was going to say that like five or six years ago, Joe and I met a guy from out in Suffolk, young young kid, 25, 26, made book. And he's getting close to top pay. And um, he's, you know, got himself giant season tickets and a BMW lease, and he's living in his parents' basement. And, you know, he's a group of friends. He was the, uh, you know, he was the guy to beat. But we kind of looked at him like, man, you're, that's, you're doing everything wrong. So, you know, sometimes the advice we tell people what to do, sometimes we tell them what not to do. And I think Joe's better at telling people what not to do than I am. So, um, so Joe, take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Joe. Tell us what not to do. Thank you, Joe. No, listen, there's the best time for safer retirement is yesterday. And, you know, we're realists. We understand people have lives, family, things come up unexpectedly. So one of the things that Jim and I really try to sit down and promote people is to start off with expense planning. If you physically know how much it costs you to run your household each week, each Mm. month, each year, and you see what you take home, Mm. you know, God willing, there's money at the end of uh, the month rather than month at the end of the money. Once we realize, you know, how much money you have, you know, we can do one of two things. One, help you attack your debts, get rid of them as quick as possible so you're not paying interest. But then ultimately, how do we take those savings and grow them properly? So when you do retire, because let's face reality, you know, the benefits you get through the union are fantastic, but it comes at a price. A lot of guys we meet, they go out with full pension. You know, their their ailments pay, uh, you know, they're they're crippled, they pay for it. So our job is to help you save the most amount of money possible so you can, you know, it's not get rich quick, but it's maintain the lifestyle you have and, and enjoy it for the rest of the life with, you know, you know what you what you put out to get where you where you are. So, you know, it comes down to, you know, what's the proper way to save. And right now, the best way to save for all members is once things are you know debts are eliminated, max out your four hundred one k's. You know, you have to do over nineteen five if you're under fifty, twenty six thousand if you're over fifty. And God willing, by the time you retire, that will be a nice nice offset to both pension and social security. And um, you know, not to go off on a tangent. But, you know, 90, I think just about every person we've worked with through 804, when they retired, you know, through financial planning, make more take-home pay in retirement than they ever did on the job. So our job is, and our goal is to help every member get to that level. All right. So, so, that, so that little saying that I hear a lot of people say when they first come to this job and right after they pass probation they always say, oh, once once I reach top paid, I'm going to start saving. So that, that should be thrown out the door, am oh, I right? Out the window. I yes. mean, you start as soon as you can. Like, just so, you know, it's not a giant uh, sticker shock, even if you start off with, you know, 5%, and then every quarter, 
you raise it 1%. Every time you get a raise, instead of taking the whole thing home, right. you take a portion of that you take a portion of that raise home and you put the other portion into your 401k because you've never seen it, you never felt it, but if it touches your bank account, you're never going to let it go. Right. So getting it out of your check before you ever feel it is a good way to, you know, systematically increase your savings, you know, over time where Again, it's not going to be, uh, you know, ripping off the Band-Aid uh, one big motion, but, you know, gradually getting into the deep end of the pool. All right. I have a very, very uh, uh, important question. I think it's an important question. Uh, you guys let me know. Um, with the amount of overtime that the drivers are making right now, where they're talking guys are doing over 60 hours a week, close to 70 hours a week, getting double time, the amount of taxes that are coming out their check weekly is just ridiculous at this point. Would you suggest that guys that are getting right now that 65 hours that it, well, supposedly now they're going to be getting double time over anything 60, guys that are putting in close to 70 hours of work, would you suggest those guys max out their 401ks? And what are the benefits now to maxing out your 401k, making that kind of money and putting that much money into taxes every week? Yeah, so I say, Tony, two ways to look at it. You know, I, I, we always like talking about saving strategies, and I think that's easy to say, but. You know, in reality, we all have maybe some debts, car loans, credit cards, mortgages, right? And that if there's a chance where you come in a couple extra bucks through OT, you, know, you want to knock down the debts and lower your expenses as well, too. Because for you know every dollar that you don't pay the bank, every dollar you're not paying the credit card company or the cell phone, that's a dollar you can pay yourself. So where we, we always try and talk about saving strategies. We, we just talk about debt reduction or expense reduction strategies as well, too. So where there's an opportunity for guys to make more money in OT, um, rather than maybe put the whole thing into the 401k, but you go to payroll and you have to tell payroll to change your um, tax withholdings, and that will allow you to take home a higher amount of money for the same hour's work. So the example, what it says, um, and, and Tony, let me ask you this. So say a guy works 60 hours a week. Um, what What's his gross pay at 60 hours a week? Is it like two grand a week then, or is it more? Yeah, you're talking guys that are making, uh, I would say, uh, you're talking about some guys could make up to $3,000 a week, but that's you're not taking that home when you come home. They're taking close to almost 50% of your money, basically, because I know guys are coming home with $1,500 to $1,600 a week. But the gross is about twenty seven. Right. Okay, so I'm just going to say three thousand, just because it's an easy round right. number. Okay. So, so what happens? So you take on three three thousand a week. I'm sorry, back up. Your gross pay, top line pay before any deductions or anything, is three thousand a week. Right. Right. So what the IRS does, and it's a, it's not a UPS rule. It's an IRS the way they link up the payroll. Is they they don't look at that as maybe a, you know a quick pop you're getting over one or two or three weeks periods of time, mm-hmm. the IRS says you're getting, you know, they look at it as if you're getting paid 3000 a week mm-hmm. for 52 weeks. So 3000 times 52, you know, that's $150,000 a year. So the IRS tax is taxing you with those higher, those higher earning weeks right. as if you're making $150,000 a year mm-hmm. when, you know, on reality, maybe you're making close to, you know, a hundred ish or so during the course of the year. Right. So you're right, Tony, that, yeah, by making those, during those weeks where you're getting 3000 ish or more from OT, you're getting taxed as if you're making 150 for the whole year, but that's not the reality. So, you know, the one way you can lower your taxes is the 401k savings. That, that's pre-tax money. And that's good. And that's a portion of the strategy that you can, we can help the members with. Um, the other side is that 
um, it takes a little bit of pre-planning, but if you go to payroll or HR office and tell them to change your withholdings, they'll intentionally withhold less tax. So you have to manually kind of override the IRS saying, you know, I acknowledge them, you know, I, I should be taxed at a higher rate for that one pay period. But over the course of the year, that's not what my taxes really are. So I want you withholding less. And that puts more money in the members' pockets. And then right. once you have more money in the members' pockets on those high-earning weeks with lots of OT, now all of a sudden there's a couple hundred extra bucks. Now you can pay down the debts, pay down the credit cards, you know, student loans, some of those other debts that you have hanging out there. You can knock them off one at a time a lot faster. So now you're saying to change the withholdings. So now when you're making some weeks, you're making more money, but then some weeks you're going to be making way less. So are you saying every time you make more to go change your withholdings to a higher percentage? And then when you're making yeah, less, it, it, when you're, you're making right. less, you so got to that, keep that, That's what I'm saying, but you're right. There, there is kind of a maintenance to it too, where you have to kind of go back and forth. And that's one thing, you know, where I'm, I'm a little hesitant before I give the advice. Uh, where it sounds good on paper, you know, if you went to UPS on Monday and said change my withholdings for this week, you know, it may be a one or two payroll cycle delay before that actually comes into effect. So I think where the strategy sounds good, the way UPS will actually handle it, um, I'm not sure. So I'll probably check with the benefits manager yeah. at the, uh, the centers. Yeah. Or, well, and ask how in. long it takes for that to check. Right. Let me hop in there real quick also just to give you from another outside angle what, what we're talking about. Um, the good part about your 401k and your retirement is you can pretty much change the contributions that you put in there on a weekly basis. So let's just say right now as you're getting swamped with overtime, you could absolutely increase the contributions you're making because for every $1 that you put on the traditional, the pre-tax side of your Prudential 401k, your take-home pay gets lowered by about, after taxes, $0.65. Cents. So it's costing you $0.65 cents in take-home pay to save a dollar pre-tax. Um, so if, you know, you know you guys are coming off, you know, you're going to put some serious OT in, it might be, uh, you know, just as convenient to go say, you know what, for the next month I'm going to really, you know, increase my my contributions. That way I'd rather, you know, pay myself and, you know, not to tax me. Because over the course of a year, you know, it'll cost you about $6,500 in take-home pay to save 10000 in the 401k. And that $3,500 difference is what you decided to pay yourself not the IRS, because if you said, you know what, I want that in the check, Uncle Sam's going to say, we want our cut, here's your 6500 So right. guys that are, you know, getting, uh, feel like they're getting pickpocketed with taxes, you know, it's, it's, it's a double win. Yeah, you're saving more money, and, you know, you're uh, keeping more money for yourself uh, than giving away in taxes for the time being, which is only going to help you in the long run. One, one of our members, uh, Greg Kerward, He's uh he's he helps a lot of guys out with their 401k. He says it's 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 um if you don't stay on top of that, you have to be careful because you may end up owing a lot of taxes. That's if you're, that's that's if you're not staying on top of the withholding. Correct. Once you change it back and forth, you got to right. No, no, no. You can't get you know, it's, you know that's that's sensitive. Um, probably the fastest, safest way to go is just the increase to the 401k up front. But, you know, for those of you that uh, are a little bit more diligent, you know, you, you, the withholding thing, it, it, it has worked. But again, it's you have to stay on top of it. So, so let me, yeah, let me, yeah. so, go ahead. You can, you can continue. You can continue. No, I was going to say for a maintenance free way, um, you know, just to be safer at the 401k, because again, right. whatever you gross, um, it's minus into the 401k. So let's just say for all intents and purposes to make me look smarter than I am, I'm going to use round numbers. 
you made $100,000 gross and 10000 went into the 401k, you know, you only made $90,000 in the eyes of the IRS. So it's a way to, you know, save for yourself and reduce taxable income. So when these overtimes, and I know they're coming fast and furious for you guys, so when you're getting bombarded with, uh, you know, many hours of overtime, this is a good time to maybe just kick up the increases to the 401k at the time being, and then you reevaluate, you know, in a couple of weeks when maybe things slow down to, you know, reduce the percentage that you're saving. That way it's not really affecting the take-home pay of a normal work week. How about if you're one of those members who's actually doing, not doing the pre-tax, he's actually going with the tax, uh, the 401k Roth, uh, would, would that be all, is that being affected by all this double time as well? You stole my question. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's a, that's a great question. Because uh, listen, we don't know what the tax rules are going to be in, you know, next month, next week, next year. So, you know, I'm 40. I have half my money going into traditional, half my money going into the Roth. So I'm getting a little bit of a tax break now. Um, and I'll get a little bit of a tax break later when I take out the Roth tax rate. Um, so I'd rather be half right and half wrong than all right and all wrong. So to mix it up a little bit, yeah, you pay a little bit more today, but again, it's tax free when you take it out down the road. So it's, it's a give and take. All right. Um, yeah, and the, the other, the other um, important item, the members that aren't aware, they should be aware of that, you know, Joe and I, we offer free 401k reviews to all the guys too. So if they want to send us a, um, you know, a screen snapshot of their statement or, you know, um, a text picture of they log on to the, the app for the Prudential 401k. You know, we do that all the time. We look at the members, the allocation, how is the money set up for the, the S&P or the bond fund or stable value? How, you know, what's the best blend of investments? And, you know, half the times the guys, we kind of give them two thumbs up and they're doing a good job. And the other half of the times the guys are doing the complete opposite of what they should be. To uh, create a you know a better a picture for a diversified portfolio, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Is there anything uh, that you guys? Is there first of all, if anybody has any questions in the chat for these guys, please feel free to ask. I have nothing right now. If you guys want to say anything to the members, how can they reach out to well, you, or where can they reach out? Uh, we, 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 Jim and I created a website specifically for. For the members, uh, retire804.com. It has all information about upcoming seminars that we're hosting uh, through, the, through the union. It's, it's direct contact with Jim and myself. We have an, an expense worksheet that's uploaded that every member can print out and you know sit down at their kitchen table and say, you know what, I'm not sure what it costs me to run the household each month. Well, now you have you know a worksheet that you could sit down and track your expenses. That way. They, it, it'll help you create a budget, which in turn will help you figure out, you know, what's the best way to save. But, you know, we're, we're around all the time. Um, this is for all members, out. right? Not just full-time member, members. Part-time, full-time, no, okay. anybody, any members, and the, any member in their family, anyone you love, anyone you have questions about. I can't tell you how many times where people come up and say, you know what, guys, that's great information. It, it doesn't apply to me, but, you know, it's helped my mom and dad. So... You know, we're here. Uh, we feel very blessed and fortunate to have the opportunity to work with a uh, fantastic local like you guys. So we just want to make sure that, you know, anyone that needs help and you want it, it's available. And there's no, no charge for the appointments. It's a member, free member service. So, um, you know, whether it's a quick 401k review, a question about a beneficiary, the allocation or tax strategy, you know, just fire away. We've... Um, you know, that kind of that's what um, gets Joe, Joe and I excited. We, we enjoy helping the members make smart decisions with the money. And uh, the best resource is retire804.com. Gives you direct access to us. Okay. 
I, I, I know I know that y'all had a y'all just y'all just had to postpone one of your your classes. Um, have you ever thought about doing a like what we were just having a um a conference call in a conference yeah. call about you know just your retirement or your financial advice where you can get all the eight oh four members on your conference call and maybe they can ask y'all questions. Live questions right then and there. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, like uh, the members have been doing with the with the with the steward meeting, like just a conference call. I know you guys sometimes yeah. get thirty or forty guys to, to come to the seminars. Yeah. You could have a conference call with thirty or forty members that are interested in. Like I know you guys had plans to originally have a seminar, but this is a way you guys can actually do the seminar still and be able to talk to the members. There's ways to mute everybody, and you can take questions one at a time. So you guys might want to consider doing something like that. Yeah, no, great tip, guys. Thanks. Have a great tip. We'll get it. Tony, I'll stay in touch with you. We'll set something up. And like I said, anybody who's interested, we're happy to do it. All right. Great. Great. Well, thank you guys so much. There's uh, one more thing uh, for anybody right now who's really scared for anybody right now who like said to themselves, oh, my God, I just looked at my 401k again and I just lost like fifty thousand dollars or I lost twenty thousand dollars. You know, you got a lot of guys that are looking at it every day. They're flipping out. It goes up. It goes down. What is the advice you give to those guys right now that are just like just losing their minds? Great question. No, that's a great question. And I'll let you know. The other day, I looked at my 401k statement. I was down 48% for the year, and, you know, I'm 40. I can't touch it until I'm 59 and a half, so I'm getting excited. Because what that means is it's full dollar cost averaging. Every time you set paid, you put money into your retirement account. Now, you don't lose money unless you sell what you own. So you own shares, and every month or every week, you're buying shares of the S&P 500. Unfortunately, the value of those shares, they fluctuate. So... Uh, two months ago, they were at all-time highs. Now you have the same amount of shares, and the value is cut in half. So you can look at it two ways. It's walking into your favorite store, and everything is half off. So when you get paid and you put money in, you're able to buy more shares at a lower cost. Now, over time, you know when those shares go back to the levels where they were before this little coronavirus pullback, you were able to accumulate more shares for less. And when it goes back up, that's how your accounts are going to continuously grow. I mean, you know, the market perpetually is like an, is an escalator going upward and forward. But from time to time, it goes up and down. So it's like playing with a yo-yo on, on an escalator. Um, this is yeah, and then, Tony, I think, too, it always goes back to planning. Joe gives a good example for guys putting money in. But, you know, we always get phone calls um, for guys getting close to retirement, maybe the mid to late 50s. And, you know, they don't have the luxury of time and they don't have the luxury to put more money in and they're looking to protect the principal. So that goes back to one of the cores of our services is comprehensive financial planning. We want to have a better understanding of, you know, for the money that you do have invested, how much money of that, how much of that money will you need and when, when would you need it? If there's money in your 401k that you need over the next six months or two years, um, we would say don't have it in the market, right? Because the market goes down. And it's money you need in two years. Two years may not be enough time for it to come back. So for guys that have monies in the 401k and other investments that it's money that's earmarked to pay the bills in the short term, then you know then we talk about the stable value fund, right? But if you have if it's monies that you have in the 401k that you don't need for 15, 20, and 30 years down the road, 
I would say the stable value fund is the worst investment you can have as you want into the stock. So, um, you know, so it's, it's hard for Joe and I to say what, what's the best investment because it's not one size fits all. But as you heard, Tony, from the seminar, we say, you know, our job is to help you find what's the most appropriate blend that's specific to you and your fit plan to make sure the money's there when you need it and there's no surprises down the road. So, okay. um, so again, that's the offer of help to the members that anyone wants to send us a statement. So, 401k or brokerage or anything else they have, you know, send our way. And if it looks good, we'll give you two thumbs up. And if we find a way to make it better for you, well, then, then that's when we do our job. All right. Well, I'm going to be snapshotting mine and send it to you guys pronto. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Um, also, real quick, uh, there's a lot of information out there right now. They're saying because of this COVID-19 and the emergency, they're allowing people to borrow uh, uh, against their 401k right now. Do you guys suggest anybody doing that or are you guys against that? No, I mean, it's situational. It's okay. not like Jim said, it's not a one-size-fits-all model. So, you know, what's the goal? Um, if emergency purposes and it's, you know, that'll lose a home, you know, then you, you take the money. But, you know, we're happy to have a conversation. If everyone, if anyone is, you know, suggesting or thinking about maybe doing that, you know, give us a call, you know, have a second set of ears, listen to what it is. Maybe if there's an opportunity to help without doing that, you know, we can figure it out together. Yeah. So if, like you, if you if you borrow or take a loan now against your four hundred one k, there's no penalties. Right. So well, well, yeah. What happens is that they let you say you take out ten thousand dollars for a round number for you know it's an unforeseen need expense that you have. You take out a ten thousand dollar loan against your four hundred one k. You're gonna have five years to pay that back. Mm. So they break it up the payments up over um, five years. It gets direct deposited back out of your checking account going back to the 401k. Um, they charge an interest, prudential 401k, they'll charge an interest, but you pay yourself the interest. So it's not like you're paying the bank the interest. Right. Um, so all that's kind of not taxable. Where it can go wrong is that if you default on a payment or a series of payments and you choose not to pay it back, well, then the outstanding balance of the loan, would, you're going to get taxed on it as well too. So um, you know, as long as you put the money back, you're in good shape. But if... Um, you know, for any reason you don't put it back within the five years, then it becomes taxable to you. So, you know, just little things to be careful of. So, again, um, you know, Tony, any members out there that have an interest or in a situation where they're, where they're considering it, um, rather than give one-size-fits-all advice over the radio show, you know, we offer the members the invitation to call us directly. We'll talk it out. And if it's the right move, again, we'll, we'll guide them in the process. And if there's something else they can do to help themselves other than alone, we'll, we'll be sure to make them aware of it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so, okay, real quick, before you guys go, can you guys give out all your information real quick, like your numbers, the website again, just so everybody uh, is, is, can get the idea of where to get in touch with you guys or contact you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can reach us at retire804.com. Um, you know, numbers are 516-671-1099. Jim and Joe. Uh, all our email, our email addresses, everything you can find at retire804.com. Yeah, and I think at the um, the teamsters804.org website, there's a retirement tab on there. So I think um, they have our information on that as well, too. So if you forget the retire804.com, it's as easy as we think that is. Uh, you can visit the locals website, and we're posted up there as well. So thanks, guys, for the um, hosting a great show. We enjoy listening in. 
And um, always, always appreciate the opportunity to, uh, you know, again, help the members make smart decisions with the money. Thank you guys Thank you for calling in. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. You guys are very informative. Thank you so much for doing what you guys do. Um, I for right, one love you guys. Remember what they say. Right. The best time to save for retirement was yesterday. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hey, hey, Tony, good luck at the boxing match this afternoon. Too, oh, you kids. already know. It's going down tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, you guys. Stay Get ready to rumble. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. Take care, bud. Well, that was that was very awesome. Yep. That was the brothers at Holiday Financial. Those guys are always doing a great job, and I can tell one of our guys listening that has his own uh, retirement page was great liking it because he was hard. He was hard at a lot of their comments. So now he so. was hard in a lot of my questions. No, those were their comments. <laughs> my questions. You look, Anthony Rosario. Then it was a heart, and then Anthony Rosario and a heart again. So I don't know about you, Jamie. I don't see. Anything coming in for you? <laughs> my, my phone is. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. Oh, I'm starting to learn what to do with these buttons. Congratulations, awesome. <laughs> you played yourself. <laughs> All right, we're figuring it out here. We're figuring it out. Um, listen, I want to tell everybody real quick, and, and I want to give a shout out. Hector Fortis, uh, uh, you know, he's 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 always been the backbone of the show. He he's always helped us, and you know, the now that he's, when I started, I took the show over in. January and I don't I don't want to make it sound like I took the show over but it was me and a man by the name of Charlie Gonzalez who was helping me you as my him in the parking lot. Well, you know, he <laughs> he's he was becoming the business agent and he told me because I was one of the guys that was harassing him to come over to do the show and I was calling up the show a lot at that time. He asked me if I would do the show and I and I've been doing it ever since. Mm-hmm. I started with Charlie Gonzalez and then Charlie Gonzalez uh you know, uh, had situations where he couldn't always come on because of his family and because uh, he has his kids every other weekend. So, you know, it didn't work out. And then uh, Hector decided to stay on with me for a bit because he saw I was kind of, you know, going through it and struggling a little on my own. And then uh, you came along, Mr. Haynes. Oh, man. And, and Thank listen, you for having me. You became my new Robin. And Hector, after a few weeks, I guess he felt like, you know, that you were doing a great job working with me and that he could go back to doing his executive board duties and he could uh, keep the show running with with, with us doing it So I want to give a big shout out To Hector Fortis for that And I also want to give a big shout out To Hector Fortis Because At, at the end I don't know what that button was I was trying to figure something out But I want to give a big shout out To Hector Fortis Because the transfer list That are going on right now He's he's getting a huge volume with all these buildings the situations happening when he's making it happen he is he's making it happen even before this COVID-19 thing there was members that needed uh, 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 that that would come to me what can I do to get transferred I said listen it's working very well Hector Fortis is, is the guy you want to speak to get your name on this list he'll take care of it a lot of people say they want to be transferred but they wasn't putting their names on the list Correct. they just speak about it in the locker room if you want to be transferred put your name on the list I spoke to it's just so weird that I spoke to a guy yesterday the same thing. He, he was speaking to me. Oh, oh, I'm, 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 I'm in Springfield, but I'm coming to, to Brooklyn. I said, "How you come here? I, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it." I said, "Okay, you're just gonna do it. Make it happen." <laughs> well, well, you know, Hector's been making it happen. He has been, and, and uh, especially now with everything going on, with the guys uh, moving around from this to there to, and as we heard on the conference call, if you're looking to go to the, uh, what was it? I believe they said the Yorktown building, right? 
and the I don't know if it was Yonkers, Yorktown, and uh, what was the third building? There was two or three buildings that right now members uh, they, that they're if you're looking to go into those areas, uh, it's very good. It's a very good time if you want to get out there to go to one of those areas. Just speak to your business agent, tell them to get in contact with Hector Fortis. If there's a list at your building, get on the list or find out about the list or find out how you can move. Hector Fortis is doing a great job of moving the personnel around. He's doing it by the book. He's doing it in seniority order and. One thing I can tell you is he does not bend for anybody. He tries to do the right thing always. He's always trying to make sure he goes by seniority. And as far as I know, that's the way it's been going down. So shout out to Hector Fortis, and he gets an applause for that. Hit the right button this time. Yeah. Again, the, the clap one. I know that one good now. I know the clap one. This one. Uh-oh. This is for you, Jamie, because you're my new Robin. <laughs> So, you know, um, listen. I, it's, I know I've been seeing a lot of a lot of guys from from Manhattan in our buildings. Yeah, we have had a lot of guys from Manhattan, and I'm sure the guys from Manhattan are not just in our building. They're probably spreading them around because those are the guys that are those are the buildings that are hurting right now. Yeah, hit with that that commercial volume. Are you funny? I don't, I don't know. That's one of my favorite ones. I, I was trying to find out a way I could throw that in there, but it's like I don't know how to. This is one of my favorite ones. That was. <laughs> so we got five minutes on the show left and i want to recap real quick Look at all okay and one of my songs uh i want to do a, a quick recap uh one of the things that i found important and something that our brother matthew lockwood was going through and a lot of other members are going through and what we were speaking about earlier is guys going out with anywhere from 200 300 stops by themselves three four five hundred pieces i mean this is a serious amount of work gentlemen this is it's hard for any one man imagine two and right now as a member you really don't want that helper on your truck i suggest everybody out there do the best you can that's all you can do is do the best you can it's always been and it says it in the contract a fair day's work for a fair day's pay well then you, it then it depends on your your route because a lot of routes in my center we have just buildings, meaning we're going from one building. We're not even, you don't even have to drive to the next building where the helper could meet you out on the street. They don't even have to come in the truck. That's true. They can meet you out on the street and just go from one building to the next building. You drive up. And they can beat you at that. They don't even have to get in the truck. So. Yeah. If you have a truck or a load that they're offering you to have a helper, just tell them, yeah, no problem. Have the helper meet me out on the route. Right. And this way we can keep social distance. And when he's done, he can go home, take the train or the bus or do whatever he's got to do. He's getting paid. Maybe they'll even give him some travel time, depending if he's a 22-3. Yeah, because they give the 22-3 travel time. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that all works in. I want everybody who called in. I want to give a big shout out and a big thank you to Chris Williams and RVP. I want to give a big shout out to our business agent, Lawrence Grant. I want to give a shout out to Joe Doherty for calling in. I want to give a shout out to the brothers of Holiday Financial, Joe Tedeschi and Jim Warner, for calling in and giving some great financial advice during this crisis. Guys, we're going to be doing something with them soon. Hopefully, we'll get a nice conference call. I want to give a big shout out to the women, the Teamster women that are advocating for the women. The women 
women that are running onto the Oslate, good luck to you. To Kimberly Schultz and Jacqueline, thank you so much for starting that page. Thank you so much for those t-shirts. We will be taking pictures. We will be sending them to you. And you guys can decide for yourself who's better looking, me or Jamie. You well, can go for the Latin lover or you can go for the chocolate assassin. It is up to you. <laughs> So, uh, on top of that, I want to tell everybody, listen, we are getting a lot of love right now. Our podcast is really blowing up when we record this show. I want to thank you for all the guys who listen live and participate live in the chat, speaking to us, asking questions. I want to thank all of you guys, guys across the country. Peter Sullivan, hadn't seen him in a while. He's from Arizona. I love when he's on. I love to listen to just whatever he's got to say. Greg Kerwood, another one at a local 25 in Boston. Our brothers, Tow Truck and Gemini from California. I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you guys for putting on a great informative show. I'm sorry I missed it today. I was on a conference call, but I will be looking back on it as soon as I get home. Shout out to the Forster Village members. Shout out to all our brothers in Forster Village and Forster Avenue and the committees. Shout out to all the buildings that are doing their things, to the safety committees out there fighting for the members, getting them their PPE, trying to get drivers and inside workers all that they need. Shout out to Terry Ann Dakers. I see you in the background. Uh-oh. She's out there hating. She's in the background. Uh-huh. Shout out to my girl, Hello Kitty, Kiyoma. Anyway, everybody, you guys want to listen up? We need to see the love. Give us, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on our Union Power Radio page. Follow us in the chat room. Just go to the MixLR app, download it, make an account, follow us, join the chat room. You guys want to make sure that uh, we know you're listening. Get you, we have to see the amount. We have to see the numbers. So give us some love. We always give love to you. And as I always say, you can find us on Spotify. You can get us. Uh, you can listen to past shows on Spotify. You can listen to the past shows on thepodomatic.com. And we even got iTunes coming in soon. So just for everybody, as we always say, Jamie, you want to help me out this time? Good night. <laughs> no, man. Stay united. Solidarity. We're here to put the you back in union. Take care, guys. <laughs> Zero to 100 real quick with the What the Heck Show. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time. One last call for alcohol. So finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here